Hey, gorgeous ones. This is Lisa. I'm so glad that you came to join us today. And today we have a topic that I just really love, and it's your unfuckwithable life. That's right. I said your unfuckwithable life. What does that look like, smell like, sound like, taste like? And if you need any help along that way, I've got the Irresistible You Boot Camp. We run it every month. Three days, lots of fun. We get together, we find that irresistible quality in you, bring it out, and we do it live. So check it out on your second act with Lisa.com. That's your second act with Lisa.com. <laughs> Are you really, really ready for a change in your life? Then welcome to Unfuck Your Life with trailblazing, sassy, and crazy redhead, Lisa Grunden. She cusses. She says the truth. She won't blow hot air up your skirts, ladies. Be ready to create a kick-ass life. And now, here is Unfuck Your Life with your hostess, Lisa Grunden. So what is your unfuckwithable life? You know, I was thinking about all those books like, you know, The Purpose Driven Life, Your Passion, Your Purpose, Your Soul's Guide. I mean, there's so many books out there, right? There's so many ideas, so many songs on, you know, living the impossible dream, reaching the unreachable star, just all of those things. And, you know, and I loved them. I love it when I come back and I, from uh, seeing a musical and singing those songs and hearing those, uh, hearing hearing those voices, that orchestra in my mind, not far from where I live, there is this restaurant called Bali High. And if you've ever, if you're a fan of South Pacific, one of my favorite songs in there is Bali High. And I just, I always hear it as I'm going by and I'm like, what is that unfuckwithable life? You know, I don't think it's the same for every single person. In fact, I think each unfuckwithable life is uniquely distinct distinctly yours. Now we may have components that we share with others. There may be, oh, I'll take a little bit of this and I'll take a little bit of that. Kind of like making a recipe, you know, cooking that you compile all these different ingredients from your favorite dishes that, you know, I like a little bit of this spice. I'm a big fan of adding cilantro or fresh basil to dishes that I have created, dishes that there's just this wealth of color. There's, you know, the reds and the greens and some kind of purpley looking thing like, you know, from eggplant or, you know, blueberries as part of the dish and just the yellows from peppers and the, the greens from the kale or the broccoli. And it just makes anything that I create taste better when there's just a plethora of color in there. And that's for me. It might not be the same for you. So I was thinking about with the unfuckable life, you know, growing up, we can be trapped in these archetypes. And these archetypes, the four that I know aware that I am most familiar with are the people pleaser, because hello, have you met me? Oh, yeah. Confessions of a recovering people pleaser. That would be me. And then there's the child archetype, the child archetype that wants everything, that doesn't know how to do something 
for themselves is always asking, reaching for help. And then there is the victim. You know, the victim, she gets a lot of airplay. Life keeps happening to her. She's at the effect of everything. Life keeps happening to him, an archetype. And then there's the prostitute, the one that sells sells their soul almost, their body, gives everybody anything. Remarkably like the people pleaser, it's just that there's an extra something with the prostitute, something slightly different. And all these are just things, guys, okay? They're just archetypes. They're just things that get dumped on us when we're quite small and when we're fabulous and we're frisky and we're passionate and we're full of life and we're full of chutzpah and sass and brass and class because that's what that unfuckable life, that unfuckwithable life looks like. It's whatever sass, brass, and class looks like for you. If it's vivacious, are you loud? Are you are you too much? Are you the center of attention? Do you stand out in black? Do you wear a plethora of colors? Do you embrace white? What is your beingness? Is there this serene quality about you? Is there this whimsical, magical, mischievous passion about you? Is there this this very centered groundness, earthiness to you? Is it very absent-minded, so intellectual? All of these are just things that make you uniquely you. And there's those traits that we just embrace, you know, because there's nothing wrong with you. It's your unfuckwithable life. It's your unfuckwithableness. Yes, in case you didn't know, I love the word fuck. I just really do. It works for so many things. The height of passion, the most extreme orgasmic pleasure you've ever had in your life. And when something goes to hell in a handbasket real fast, that works too. So it's just a it's a it's a multifunctional word that works for every situation. And so what fills you up? What fills you up? Because lots of times, you know, like either setting goals or having careers, children, as the people pleaser, and is what I can speak to precisely. I can also speak on the various other archetypes. There's always something happening at the expense of us because it it doesn't all come from inside when we have those archetypes that are running strong within us. And again, remember, hey, it's not wrong. It's just an is. And even if you choose to keep running with those archetypes, that's cool. That's fine. It's what you desire in your unfuckwithable life. What looks like unfuckwithable for me may look different for you. And so it's that thing that comes from inside of us. And it's that purpose, that passion, because lots of us accomplish so many great things. And sometimes we get exhausted and sometimes it can be kind of difficult to think of new goals because it's like, you know, it's always, those goals are always so task oriented, so materialistic, so, so larger than life. Oh, I got to beat everybody else. You know, instead of that, instead of including that, who are you being? You know, I've lost more than 100 pounds, I think, seven times in my life. And at the end of it, it's like people will always ask me, how come I didn't stay off? And for me, it was always because it was about the number on the scale. It wasn't about who I was anywhere along the way, who I was at the start of everything. 
That didn't matter. All that mattered was this external thing outside of myself. And that is what leads to us being depleted. Because I tell you, after 18 months, I kind of looked around and realized, okay, my relationships weren't, weren't still weren't great. Here I am, thin and gorgeous. And I still have the same sucky dating life. You know, it just things didn't change. Just the outside of my body did. Even the inside of my body didn't change. Because one time I, I was getting a, it wasn't a massage. It was one of those hands-on healing things. It wasn't Reiki. Touch, healing touch, I think is what it was. And she said to me, there's just so much weight on the table. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's just, there's just so much weight here. Because I hadn't embraced my beingness. And see, this is the difference when we do those external things at the expense of ourselves, either satisfying those archetypes or whatever else it is, something that somebody else wanted for us that, you know, or something that somebody else had. And we're like, well, hey, that sounds like good. You know, I ran marathons because a friend of mine really wanted to do it. You know what? I did it. It was okay. It wasn't my passion. You know, each one I would have to, I'm like, you know, this is what I want to do. There's other more fun ways for me to move my delicious, juicy body. And finding out what you don't like is just as important as finding out what you do. So it's finding out what can fill you, what can fuel you. And you can start with a couple of things. Remember, your five senses are there for a reason. and Your five senses lead to so many things. And for some of you, some of your senses may be stronger than others. So what you can see, hear, smell, taste, touch. So me, I'm an artist at heart. Aesthetics are so important to me. And I'm not talking about the kind of aesthetics that you might be thinking about with clean lines and, you know, very picked up. I mean, I love chaos. I love the bohemian chic. I love a plethora of colors. There's plants everywhere. There's rocks. There's dogs. There's music and all this kind of stuff. It's so funny because I was just thinking as I was planning this podcast that I I am married to the love of my life. I mean, this is the best guy for me. And and don't get me wrong, not every moment is peaches and cream, man. There's a unicorn, unicorn cart farts are particularly disgusting. They really are because not everything is just peachy. However, this is the love of my life. And I was sitting there just thinking about what would I talk about? I was realizing that from the aesthetics point of view, or just from what fills me, it's like, oh, you know, my place feels so good. You know, the paint, the plans, the way I've decorated it, and the smells and the qualities that I have put in there, it just, oh, I just, even right now, sitting and thinking about my favorite hangout space downstairs in my sunroom that I've turned into an office, my hubby put a heater in there. So now instead of just in the couple of times a year, you know, in the spring and the fall, it's, it's really year round. It's really a four season porch as opposed to just two or three seasons. And so there's that quality of how good it smells. And right now I have cinnamon in a slow cooker and I just have that going and it's like, wow, this smells so good. I feel so, I feel so filled up. It is just igniting my soul. And there's my dogs. I have three dogs. They're big dogs. And, you know, they are really good dogs. However, they're mischievous as hell. Suki inadvertently got locked out the other day into the backyard because her, she has a 
all three of my dogs have a collar, electronic collar, that makes the electronic door go up and down. Suki is notorious for breaking her collars. I mean, they're not cheap either. These collars are expensive, and she's working on her third collar right now, so she broke it. There's a torrential rainstorm going on outside, and my dog is stuck outside, and we didn't know. We didn't know she was stuck outside. So... All the screens that surrounded my Four Season porch have now been destroyed because she pulled them all apart trying to get in. And that didn't work. So then she started digging under the house. And that didn't work. And then she started digging at the gate, thinking she could get out and run around to the front porch. Or I'm not sure what she was thinking. And that didn't work. So my dogs are, <laughs> are mischievous. And I just love them. They are challenged. They're big. However, they're just so full of love and so full of life. And that's the chaos that is me, that is my life. And then, you know... The hubby, and I don't mean to put him last. He's not last, not by any means. There's the essence of him. And those are the things that fill up my creative juices, my creative fire that spark, that spark me. And so I am a big, as someone who is so into aesthetics, I'm a big believer in your space has to be right for you. Your space has to... You, have to just not even just feel good, not even just feel safe, but it's the and it's the place where you can create. Because creation does not just mean artistic endeavors, although everybody has artistic, everybody's creative, everybody has artistic endeavors. My husband's an engineer. He loves to think, think, think. But let me tell you, outside in his man cave, outside in the the garage, where all of his tools are, it's constantly changing and constantly evolving as he's working on new projects. It's his space. He's moved everything where he likes it. There's only two places in this house where I have not spent my energy. One is the garage, because that's his, and the other his is office. The rest is a reflection of me. Those two places are his. And that was him claiming, framing, fueling his passion, his creative drive. You see what I'm talking about? It's this, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, the tranquility, the tranquil thought, the tranquil space? You know, is there, what kind of music? is playing. What scents do you smell? Oh my God, I love cinnamon. In the summer and stuff, I really love eucalyptus. I think it's just such, and lilacs. Oh my goodness, this year I'm planting a lilac bush out there because you just have to fill in your unfuckwithable life. It's those things that surround you, that fuel your passion and your purpose. That even if you don't have the best job for you, even if it doesn't spark, that there's something in your life that does. And then that can even lead to the job, the career, the whatever that sparks your passion. So as we pull back from those archetypes and they don't go quietly into the night. That's why I say confessions of a recovering people pleaser, because always I'm like, hmm, was I people pleasing just then? What? fills you, what fuels you. Let chaos reign if that's what needs to happen. Let it be tranquil and serene if that's what fills you. Is it country music? Is it rock music? Is it esoteric music? Is it the sounds of nature? You know, the TV in my house had been going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. However, it's not exactly easy to admit this. The TVs were just going crazy, you know, and playing all the time in the background. And 
then it just became part of that that noise, you know, and it's so interrupted with my sleeping patterns and my creative patterns because it was like this great big huge sucking in thing of time where life, force, energy, and creative energy was just sucked in and sucked out, kind of, and I covered them up. I covered them up. I decided that, you know what, instead of saying absolutely no TV, it's like there's two shows that I really like. I really like Mandalorian and I really like, really like Star Trek Discovery. There's a couple other shows I like too. You know what, I can catch up on them. I can binge watch at some point. Way into the future, I can dedicate one day as opposed to every day. I can dedicate one day to just hanging out and catching up because there's nothing wrong with the TV. There's nothing wrong with anything. Does it fill you? Does it fuel you? Does it strike a chord? Whether it's your workspace, your personal space. I remember in corporate America, at first my cube looked like everybody else's cube. And then slowly, slowly, I was there for 11 years. Slowly, slowly, you know, I would have quotes that I had posted up everywhere. There would be, you know, stickers and there would just be all kinds of stuff. People would stop in my cube all of the time. And then there was the day that I introduced the exercise ball. I decided no more chair. I was going to use an exercise ball. And uh, this one was a shiatsu exercise ball. So it actually looked like a giant yellow bluefish. <gasps> it's totally what it looked like. And so lots of times when we had new employees uh, coming to work during orientation, the managers would stop by my cube because they were like, yeah, if there's any form of self-expression that's allowed here. And so, you know, bring that uniqueness, that essence, that, that you-ness, that unfuckwithable to your unfuckwithable life. Whatever it looks like, my daughter is beautiful in her soul and she likes to decorate in browns and grays. Nothing wrong with it. For her, it absolutely suits her and she has plants. Me, I like to decorate with orange and yellow and green and purple and blue and a dash of this. I don't have it here in this house, my, the condo I owned before. I actually threw glitter on the wall. Yep, there was one room I had beads in all of the doorways because that's just how what I wanted. I think about it every once in a while, putting some beads in some of the doorways here. I wonder how my husband would respond to that. Anyway, so chaos, let it rain, still and quiet. Be still and quiet, enjoy. I've seen so many people trying to work so hard, overthinking it, to create the perfect space to write or to paint or to read and all that. And you know what? And, and they spent so much time making it perfect that it just didn't have their essence there. It, it became a space that they were just afraid to go in, uh, afraid to utilize. You know, I had one of those spaces before, too, for writing. I had one and it was just like it was too much pressure to go in and create that. Whereas when it's your hangout place, I was reading Stephen King's book on writing. He was he was talking about how when he'd really made it and he bought this desk, this amazing desk, this glorious desk, this huge freaking desk in his writing room. And, it, you know, he thought it would be, you know, the perfect desk for a writer and all that kind of stuff. And he found that actually it really sucked. And it really sucked because the, the desk was everything. It was all about the desk. It wasn't about the writing. And more importantly, it wasn't about his kids hanging out with him. You know, we all reach an age where it's really important where we want our kids to hang with us sometimes. Like, hey, my dad's so cool. Hey, my mom's so cool. You know, 
And so he switched it out for, I don't know that it was a scarred knock-around desk, but a different desk. And he found out that, you know, then his place sometimes, the kids would hang out, order pizza, and the writing the writing was just amazing. Now, does that mean that you can't have a huge ornate desk? No, it's not about the desk though. It's not about the space. It's about you, your beingness in that space that you create. That's what's most important. Ask yourself, do I feel comfortable in here? Can I create here? Can I dream here? Can I sleep here? All of these questions in your space, there's all of that. Can you take a nap? Can you just Can you just relax? Is it a place where you hang with friends? Is it where you want to keep it for yourself? There's no wrong answer to that. Every answer is just your answer. It's your beingness mentally, emotionally, physically. That's your essence, mind, body, spirit. You embody yourself, embody your beingness. And what is it who you are with your unfuckwithable life in there? And that's what it's all about. That is the magic. That is the spark. That is the essence. That is the brilliance of your unfuckwithable life. So remember, check out Irresistible You Bootcamp. It's live. We're going to have so much fun. And sparkle on, gorgeous beings. I love you. Till next time, this is Lisa. Bye-bye. Feel that confidence? Unfuck Your Life podcast is to help you grow your current self-worth to maximum confidence. So listen, subscribe, share, and get ready to have a kick-ass life. Interested in learning more about Lisa? Go to lisagrunden.com. L-I-S-A-G-R-U-N-D-E-N.com. <laughs>